In 2010, Greece made news the world over as long-standing and growing budget deficits left that country facing a monumental economic crisis. The European Union, of which Greece is a member, agreed to a bailout plan for the country, but with it came severe austerity measures. They were, and remain, deeply unpopular with Greeks and have left Greek politicians looking for a scapegoat. Standing in the midst of all of this is economist Andreas Georgiou, formerly of the International Monetary Fund. Georgiou took over as head of Greece's national statistical agency, Elstat, in 2010. While with Elstat, Georgiou discovered that Greece's budget deficit was actually underestimated and revised the deficit upward. He, in essence, reported the truth of how deeply Greece was in the red. The plight of Andreas Georgiou is the focus of this episode of Stats and Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm Rosemary Pennington. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism, and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me in the studio are regular panelists, John Baylor, Chair of Miami Statistics Department, and Richard Campbell, Chair of Media, Journalism, and Film. Our guest today is Greek economist Andreas Georgiou. For the last seven or so years, he's faced prosecution and persecution over the statistics Elstat produced during his tenure there. Georgiou's been hauled into court over and over again as prosecutors seek to pin Greece's financial pain on Georgiou and his Elstat team. He's been found innocent or had convictions annulled until recently. On June 10th, Greece's Supreme Court refused to overturn Georgiou's 2017 conviction on charges of violation of duty. Andreas, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I know there's been a lot that's been going on uh, uh, since you joined and then left Elstat. Could you give a broad overview for our listeners who may be unfamiliar with what's been going on, with what you've sort of been living with uh, the last several years? Uh, well, uh, first, uh, I should tell you that I took my position in um, August 10th, uh, in August 2010, and I finished my work five years later in August 2015. And um, before uh, 2010, uh, the uh, Greek uh, statistical system um, was producing statistics that for many years uh, were uh, inaccurate, misreported, and uh, manipulated. This is a fact that has been substantiated by um, the European uh, Statistical Authority, Eurostat, um, and which had been putting reservations on the Greek data uh, for many years before 2010. Mm -hmm. um, these uh, statistics in Greece before 2010 were actually at the epicenter of the Greek uh, debt crisis, mm -hmm. and um, which has been going on for many years, uh, and it began in 2009. Mm -hmm. So um, the importance of um, statistics in um, the problems of Greece uh, before 2010, and uh, the importance of statistics in getting Greece um, out of the crisis um, is extremely important and evident. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, um, when uh, the crisis broke uh, in, uh, at the end of 2009, um, it was imperative for Greece to be able to put its uh, national statistical system to produce accurate statistics and to change uh, the ways of the past. It, it did this under the pressure of uh, its international and European partners. 
it um, uh, extracted the National Statistics Office from uh, the Ministry of Finance, where it had been embedded uh, for uh, its history and up to that point. And uh, it also um, passed a, a new statistics law that uh, was supposed to align uh, the um, Greek statistical production with um, what was provided for in uh, European uh, statistical legislation and in the European Statistics Code of Practice. And this is where um, my uh, involvement began, uh, where I'm, when I became aware of that the position of the head of the new uh, National Statistics Office uh, was open. I applied uh, through an OpenGov uh, application process. Mm -hmm. I, I got the job um, and I went to Greece. It was not an easy decision because I left uh, my job at the IMF. Um, and, but I decided that I wanted to offer something to my country. So um, I, I went to Greece. Um, I found uh, a National Statistics Office that uh, needed to, to be basically rebuilt in, uh, in, in fundamental ways. We applied, uh, myself and my colleagues uh, there, uh, some fundamental uh, uh, pillars of work, if you would like. We, uh, we tried to apply unswervingly the rules that uh, existed in the European statistical legislation as well as in the European Statistics Code of Practice. Um, we also tried to uh, uh, apply uh, the rules in the administration of the institution and extract it from the clientele state in which it existed, as well as to coordinate the entire national statistical system. And we also tried to integrate uh, the uh, National Statistical Office of Greece uh, back into the European statistical system, uh, from which, uh, it, which it was considered a pariah, really, because of its performance uh, for many years. And um, um, we also made a, a very pleased effort to participate and contribute to the international statistical system. These were basically the pillars of the work. Now, as far as the statistics themselves are considered, con concerned, um, one of the first tasks at hand was to uh, undertake um, the production of the fiscal uh, statistics, the government finance statistics, and which had again received reservations from Eurostat, the European Statistical uh, Office, um, and that were produced in April 2010. We proceeded to do that, and um, under my supervision there was a revision of the um, fiscal deficit for 2009 by 1.8% uh, of GDP upward, um, and a similar amounts in the three previous years. Uh, just to make a note here, um, uh, twice a year in Europe, in the European Union, these government finance statistics, uh, annual statistics are being produced for the last four years. And um, uh, it was in that context uh, that uh, we did this revision and it was published in November 2010. One, one question that I had that, that comes up, when, when you described moving into this position, you know, you, you said that, that you were beginning to, f to follow certain specified rules of you yeah. know rules of practice rules that that are part of a larger system whether it's the european statistical system for these the, the producing producing of official statistics i mean that that's that's that feels very abstract uh, so for for someone who is listening to this there you know can we take a step back and say all right an example of the type of rule that that we would follow that was that kind of has been agreed upon by 
by organizations that produce this would be something like this? Yeah. Uh, well, there are two types of uh, rules. First, they are the rules that are uh, embedded in uh, sectoral statistical legislation. In this case, it would be uh, sectoral statistical legislation concerning national accounts, um, and uh, which determine how you produce uh, statistics regarding, let's say, the gross domestic product, or in this specific case, uh, the government deficit and debt. And um, a rule, for example, uh, these are very voluminous uh, legislations, as you can imagine. Uh, they're basically reproductions at the European level of the system of national accounts uh, that exists internationally. And um, there would be rules, for example, of what belongs inside uh, the government, what kind of institutions. And the rules would specify the criteria under which an institution would be included or excluded. And uh, just to give you a, a specific, more, even more specific example, uh, for including or excluding an institution, you look at whether it's an institutional unit, whether it is controlled by government, for example, whether the government appoints the uh, directors or the board, etc., uh, and whether the, there's an economic criteria that's being fulfilled. Let's say you're looking at sales over production costs. If it is above a certain threshold, in this specific case, the, the threshold is 50 percent uh, uh, sales, ex um, uh, um, the sales being less than 50 percent of production costs. In that case, it is included in government. If it, sales are more than 50 percent of production costs, it's excluded from government. Mm -hmm. So these kind of rules and conventions are uh, embedded in uh, sectoral statistical legislation, in this case uh, for producing uh, uh, figures for government deficit and debt. Then, uh, John, there is also uh, the um, other rules, uh, what we call uh, principles and ethics, uh, which are embedded in um, in Europe in something called the European Statistics Code of Practice, uh, which is uh, a set of uh, principles, um, some more detailed than what is in the UN Fundamental Principles of Statistics, um, uh, and more uh, spelled out with various indicators. For example, um, first principle is the principle of professional independence, uh, which has a, a set of uh, indicators. And um, it uh, specifies how um, uh, official statisticians should operate in, in order to um, exercise professional independence and also how the institutional environment, that is the, uh, the political uh, and other environment in which uh, uh, the statisticians uh, live and work, uh, how uh, that should operate in order for statistics to be professionally uh, pr produced uh, independently. Uh, just to give you a, an idea of, uh, of a rule um, uh, that is embedded in there, it is uh, that uh, the uh, decision for um, the production or dissemination, of all decisions regarding production and dissemination of official statistics, um, uh, alongside the, uh, the timing and content of uh, statistical releases are the sole responsibility of the head of the institution. Um, and that has to do, of course, also with accountability. So that's kind of a thing specified in this kind of uh, rule.
You're listening to Stats and Stories. Today's guest is Andreas Georgiou, the one-time head of Greece's National Statistical Agency. Andreas, uh, you, when you came into Elstat, and earlier in the, in the conversation, you mentioned the fact that you had to do some revising of some of these numbers and some of the stats that the agency had been collecting. Um, what exactly were you revising, and why were those revisions so controversial? Uh, what we were revising were the um, government deficit and debt statistics uh, for the year 2009 as well as the years 2006, 7, and 8. This was a requirement under the uh, European legislation. So we were basically applying European law, which is also Greek law, uh, mm-hmm. given that Greece is in the European Union. And uh, we were revising uh, because uh, uh, Eurostat, which is a statistical office of the European Union, had put reservations on the figures uh, that had been produced uh, six months before. This uh, kind of, uh, that's, that's the context. Um, the, uh, the revision that we carried out was a, um, a revision that was in the, um, in the amount of 1.8% of GDP regard, uh, for the fiscal deficit. And um, uh, this is... Uh, um, actually, uh, the uh, the cause, if you would like, the proximate cause of uh, some of the prosecutions that I am facing in Greece. Um, the accusations are that um, uh, these uh, 1.8% of GDP revision uh, should not be should not have been done. That it mm-hmm. was uh, uh, artificially that the deficit was artificially inflated, mm-hmm. and this was uh, done um, to damage uh, Greece. Uh, and caused extraordinary damage to Greece in the amount of uh, 171 billion euro, mm-hmm. which is uh, over 200 billion uh, dollars. Um, there were accusations that this was done uh, by me uh, on instructions from abroad uh, with the intention uh, to, um, to put Greece into a crisis situation and um, under the uh, under the supervision of its uh, European uh, uh, partners and the uh, international institutions, which of course uh, is not true. We were simply applying the rules that had not been applied up to that point and for many years. Andreas, it strikes me as one of the two journalists here, um, I I didn't think of uh, a a statistician as having a dangerous job. And uh, I think of that in in terms of uh, journalists often. And uh, but here, clearly, this was a dangerous job. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, why you think the the backlash happened? Uh, let me first comment on the on the on why it is a dangerous job, and it is not just a dangerous job in Greece, but it can be a dangerous job elsewhere, anywhere in the world. What uh, official statisticians do? is um, they hold up a mirror to society and in a somewhat a similar way as journalists do. And um, they, um, by doing so, um, they show to society and especially to the people who hold power in society how things are going. And uh, if the picture that they are showing through the mirror uh, is not something uh, that is uh, pleasant to those that see it, they can, uh, this can bring the wrath, so to speak, of, uh, uh, on, on the statisticians. They attack the messenger, right? That happens yeah. to journalists. That, that, that's right. Um, 
So, uh, but this is exactly the job of official statisticians, basically to independently uh, of any kind of influences and with impartiality and objectivity, do this kind of a job. That, that's the fundamental, uh, this is the fundamental basis for our job. Uh, if this is not there, then it's not worth doing anything else, uh, irrespective of any other technical, you know, uh, considerations. And of course, there are other aspects to our job beyond independence, impartiality and objectivity. There are a lot of other uh, principles that have to be followed because uh, the end result has to be um, high-quality statistics. So, so, Andreas, why should the public care about the independence of a national statistics office? Mm -hmm. Well, simply put, because democracy does not work uh, if you do not have uh, official statistics that are reliable, that have been produced independently uh, in, with impartiality and objectivity. Uh, how is the democratic system going to work? Uh, how are you going to have accountability of those that rule and those that are elected to rule if uh, you do not have the information the, the, on the performance of um, the society in whether it's economic or social aspects? And this is what official statistics does. It produces information about economic, social, environmental mm -hmm. development. Mm -hmm. So um, if you do not have, if you have uh, misreported information to the public, by official statistic, statistics and statisticians on these matters, they cannot hold those in government accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, the system of checks and balances from the public uh, to the government, as well as within the branches of government, does not hold. How can the uh, legislative branch of government control the executive if the basis on which they're supposed, let's say, to discuss um, fiscal developments in the country, whether the, the government is uh, uh, performing according to the budget law? Mm -hmm. um, uh, how is such kind of uh, uh, control, uh, parliamentary control, congressional control, if you would like, take place if the statistics are not reliable? So the whole democratic system does not work. That's why the public should care. The public should also care because the public wants to uh, make a living. That means that the markets have to work. If the markets actually do not have accurate information about how the economy is going, how various sectors are, are going, um, uh, the employment situation, inflation, uh, whatever you may want to, to look at, all of these are products uh, in official statistics. The markets actually will not work efficiently. Mm -hmm. And if any, and potentially, and, uh, and Greece is a specific case showing that, they can lurch uh, uh, from crisis to crisis and um, and not be of course not uh, produce um, optimal outcomes and um, and and uh, and produce very low welfare, uh, much lower than it could be if statistics were accurate and uh, there was not such uh, um, uncertainty about the true state of the economy. So, and and of course uh, technological progress, all of this. Uh, requires that researchers uh, and scientists have accurate information. A lot of it is coming from official statistics. So uh, all of these good things, uh, democracy, economic <laughs> welfare, social welfare, uh, technological progress, they do depend to a very large extent on official statistics.
You're listening to Stats and Stories. Today, our conversation is with uh, economist Andreas Georgiou. Andreas, what is the situation that you've been dealing with, right? You've been pr- uh, prosecuted multiple times. You've been convicted, had convictions overturned. Um, what is what is your situation? What is the impact of it been on other researchers, other academics, other statisticians working in Greece? Well, uh, I think that um, it, it is evident that... Uh, if uh, the official statisticians that actually applied the rules did their work according to the law and the rules, they are dragged through the courts for seven years now. Um, and that, uh, I'm not only me, but also a couple of my senior staff, yeah. uh, former senior staff. And this is um, evident to the official statisticians who continue to do their work in Greece. Uh, the incentive structures of these people obviously are affected. At the same time, uh, the people who were uh, responsible for the statistics before, during the period of so-called Greek statistics, which uh, unfortunately is a term used for uh, a number of years to to show, um, to, to indicate misreported and unreliable statistics, the people who were uh, responsible for these statistics before 2010 for many years Nothing has happened to them. So it is evident what the message and the signal is to the official statisticians on the ground now and in the future, um, that uh, if you do your job according to the rules, uh, if you apply them uh, strictly and how the way that society theoretically expects you to do, uh, you're going to be in trouble um, and you may end up in jail for life, actually. Some of these accusations and charges carry life imprisonment. Um, so, uh, if on the other hand you um, you perform the way that it was performed before, producing statistics that got uh, eventually Greece into uh, its biggest uh, uh, depression um, in its modern history, Greece has lost about 30% of GDP uh, in the last uh, since 2008 uh, in nearly 10 years. So uh, that's that's a great depression. Uh, and um, nothing happens to you if uh, you produce the statistics that have been at the epicenter of such a great depression. So the message is very clear and it's very dangerous. And the message does not just stay in Greece. The message can go beyond Greece mm-hmm. uh, because um, uh, it, um, it shows a certain way of handling official statisticians who do their work properly that um, may become an unfortunate model um, give ideas uh, to others in the world when there is political interest and expedience uh, in uh, prosecuting statistics for actually doing their work properly um, and this uh, can continue on and on and on maybe um, uh, others can elsewhere can also get the same idea basically mm-hmm. there are knock-on effects ever, anywhere in the world it also um, is important to note that uh, uh, since uh, uh, official uh, statisticians uh, can be subject to such uh, prosecution that can go on and on, it might mean that uh, um, uh, official statisticians are, are not adequately protected, uh, mm-hmm. whether in the European context or in the international context. Right. Yeah. So, quick question. What, what can we as the public do to support to support official statisticians in their work, to make sure that that our governments are, are having accurate and quality information? Well, um, I think that um, there's a, a, a number of things that can be done. This is 
Um, this is a multifaceted uh, issue uh, and it has to be approached uh, by doing a number of things. I think there has to be an insistence from the part of society in general, uh, not just the public, but uh, in, in, from all sides, including those that uh, are in uh, positions of political power. Uh, there has to be a proper legal framework in place in countries to uh, require the observance of statistical principles and provide an appropriate institutional setup and funding arrangements for the production of statistics. That's essential. Also, as part of the same legal framework, there has to be protection offered to official statisticians uh, so that they are not prosecuted for actually doing their work according to uh, the existing rules. Um, I would say that there has to be an appropriate also institutional setups so that the national statistical offices and other statistical producers um, are actually uh, not part of policy structures uh, and the proper arms length relationships and independence from the policy side are, are maintained. Um, there have to be proper uh, funding and, and staffing and personnel uh, arrangements, uh, personnel policy arrangements for the statistical offices uh, so that um, uh, so as to avoid the exertion of pressures. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I would also say that uh, there has to be, if you would like, supranational assessment uh, available in the countries, both for the implementation of statistical principles that we have discussed earlier, uh, as well as of the quality of the actual statistics being produced. Uh, coming back to the issue of the press uh, that was mentioned earlier, an independent press is extremely important, as well as a political system with functioning checks and balances. Mm -hmm. So basically, these are the kind of things that uh, if you put them all together, you have a good chance of um, uh, getting official statisticians to produce accurate statistics and protect them in doing so, so that you have a virtual cycle in this, uh, in this context. You know, what, what's really striking to me is, that, is, is how... This still has legs. The yeah. story, the the story still is continues, and and and, I, and you've said that they're they're still using the met, the numbers that you've generated now, correct? Yeah, that's the most amazing thing that they're you, they're persecuting you and they're using, using your numbers. I applied the rules, and they say no, you didn't apply the rules, and all that. The thing is that Greece has actually engaged in the biggest bailout in human history, mm -hmm. borrowing something in the range of three hundred fifty billion dollars. That's oh a lot of money. Uh, on the basis uh, of these figures and this methodology. And um, so they're not, uh, they're the, because it, what is being, uh, the, the methods that we use to calculate the 2009 deficit, for which I'm nominally, you know, taken to courts for, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it is this methodology, it's very specific things. For example, the, what I gave you about the, what the, is included into, into government, uh, definition of government, it is this kind of a thing that uh, and, and these specific institutions that were included according to these rules into general government into the concept of general government it's they're still being applied today as we're speaking and Greece even these days are uh, asking to get 14 billion dollars the last disbursement under the bailout program and it is asking for a huge haircut on its uh, debt that it has incurred this year so it borrowed the money on the base of these figures now it wants that the, that the debt gets uh, forgiven on the basis of these figures. Because why? Because we do what they call in economics a debt sustainability analysis, which basically you look at the stock of debt and you look at, the at where the debt will go given growth and also the borrowing requirements in the future. Borrowing requirements and debt are in accordance to the 
to the methodologies that is being challenged at the highest level by the, the courts. Yet these things, Greece is using them, and at the same time they are um, they are saying that they are false. Oh boy! <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today, Andreas. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. That's all the time we have for this episode of Stats and Stories. Stats and Stories is a partnership between Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media, Journalism, and Film and the American Statistical Association. You can follow us on Twitter or iTunes. If you'd like to share your thoughts on the program, send your email to statsandstories at miamioh.edu. And be sure to listen for future editions of Stats and Stories, where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics.